The following information is comprised of chapters from the book Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. The article by Colm Kelleher in Edge Science titled The Pentagon Secret UFO Program, The Hitchhiker Effect and Models of Contagion and my own interpretations. In 2008, the Defence Intelligence Agency initiated $22 million towards a two-year contract with Bigelow Aerospace to scientifically study UFOs and their effects on humans. The program was given the cleverly covert name of the Advanced Aerospace Weapons System Applications Program, or ORSAP, and was kept secret from the public until the New York Times broke the story in December of 2017. From the start of the program in 2008, over the next five months, a team of 50 PhD and master's level scientists, technicians, engineers, analysts, military intelligence professionals, program managers, and security officers had been recruited and given security clearances. Over two years, Bigelow Aerospace delivered over 100 technical reports on different aspects of UFO performance, including reports describing medical, psychological, and physiological effects of UFOs and associated phenomena. When most people think of UFOs, it immediately brings forth ideas and images in the imagination of flying saucers and little grey guys with big heads and almond eyes. It's the associated phenomena that comes with UFOs that tends to flip this notion on its head by indicating we aren't only dealing with beings from the next star system over. One area of investigation by the ORSAP program involved a now infamous paranormal Disneyland called Skinwalker Ranch. John Keel, famously known for his work, The Mothman Prophecies, often wrote about window areas between dimensions and other realities where aspects of one would bleed over into ours. These window areas are what we call hotspots and are reported right across the world. Skinwalker Ranch today is the most well-known, though not the only such hotspot. Since 1994, multiple UFO sightings had taken place over decades, as well as a plethora of other anomalies, metallic UFOs, cattle mutilations, flying orbs of varying colours, discarnate entities, disembodied voices, electromagnetic anomalies, poltergeist activity, and orange portals with another sky on the other side have materialised on the ranch and the list goes on. This is where things become really interesting and even more bizarre. Shortly after the ORSAP investigations began, the Defence Intelligence Agency deployed several military personnel on-site visits to Skinwalker Ranch to corroborate and evaluate earlier reports of anomalous phenomena. All five DIA personnel deployed to the ranch experienced profound anomalies while on the property. And more importantly, all five brought something home with them. The leader of these five military personnel was a naval intelligence officer known by the pseudonym Axelrod, who was first written about in the book Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. Axelrod was an accomplished engineer who would eventually be promoted to the rank of two-star admiral within the naval intelligence 
and possessed top-secret sensitive compartmented information clearances at the time of his ranch visit in July 2009. This is all on the record. Given this man's credentials, we can safely assume these extend to his credibility and the implications of what took place. Axelrod, accompanied by Jim Costigan and David Wilson, encountered an anomaly while on the ranch that caused immense fear in all three men, but little did he know that this incident was only the beginning of his troubles. Quoting from the book Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, their terrifying encounter is written as follows. The sun had almost completely set behind Skinwalker Ridge as the three comrades set off on their walk towards the west end of the ranch. They were high in spirits as they sauntered along the dusty trail, joking about some of their past missions and reminiscing about what had brought them to this strange place. They had flown from the east coast the previous day and were on Skinwalker Ranch in Utah at the invitation of Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies. All three men were seasoned warriors who had spent time in the war-torn reaches of Afghanistan and Iraq. Jonathan Axelrod was the acknowledged leader of the trio, a senior aerospace engineer in naval intelligence. His career had already spanned an upward trajectory, and his calm personality and infectious sense of humour enabled him to move easily in Pentagon circles. That same year, 2009, Axelrod was also the lead investigator of the now infamous Tic Tac case that had embroiled the Nimitz Aircraft Carrier Strike Group in a series of cat-and-mouse high-stake games off the coast of San Diego a few years previously. The so-called Tic Tac had outmaneuvered and outperformed multiple F-18 Hornets, leaving these Top Gun fighters from the Nimitz in the dust. Axelrod had personally interviewed all the pilots involved in the incident, as well as several radar operators on the USS Princeton and others on the USS Nimitz itself. Axelrod was well versed in investigating anomalies, but on that serene evening on Skinwalker Ranch, he had no idea what he was about to run into. Darkness had now settled in on the ranch. When Axelrod playfully pushed his best friend, Jim Costigan, away from him, Jim staggered slightly and almost dropped the night vision scope he had been using. Costigan cursed his friend humorously. Costigan was a Marine and had served in Afghanistan on a few hairy missions with Axelrod, and they knew each other very well. After a few more minutes adjusting the optics, Costigan finally got the Generation 3 ITT night vision scope to work to his satisfaction, and silently handed it to David Wilson to check out the now dark surroundings. One of the reasons the trio had been invited as subject matter expert consultants onto the Skinwalker property was to begin applying their sensor expertise in tracking the mysterious presence that had outsmarted dozens, even scores, of witnesses over the previous decades. Skinwalker Ranch had gained in notoriety over the years since the 2005 publication of the book Hunt for the Skinwalker which is the first definitive account of one of the most intensive scientific studies of anomalous phenomena in history. Axelrod, Costigan and Wilson had all read the book. They were straight military men. They were open-minded but sceptical of the reports from the ranch. On that warm July night in 2009, 
as they strode confidently on the track leading west on the ranch. They were already scoping out the Badlands terrain for places to deploy their technological assets. About a half mile into their hike, the temperature suddenly dropped like a stone. From 75 degrees, the air was now 20 degrees colder. All three stopped and silently looked at each other. There was no wind blowing, the air was still, and the zone they were standing in gave them a deep chill. Axelrod silently raised his hand and motioned backwards. All three walked backwards and within a couple of yards, the temperature had gone back to high 70s. Axelrod motioned forward and the three of them moved silently in unison. Again, they walked into a wall of coldness. Weather front, muttered Costigan. Probably, answered Axelrod. And again, the trio retreated. Again, they exited the wall of the chilled air into the warm night. Three times they repeated the manoeuvre, and the three times the sharp boundary that defined the wall of cold air remained in the same location. Let's move on, Axelrod said, and the trio resumed their journey west. Costigan began scanning the environment, and all around him the bleak badlands of landscape looked eerie and night vision green. Thirty yards further on, all three began to feel anxious, and as they walked further, the anxiety deepened and turned into fear. No one said anything. They continued on their journey. But every step they took, their fear seemed to escalate. There was no external reason. No one wanted to be the first to mention the alarm they felt. Ten yards further on, the fear had escalated to mortal fear. And eventually, Axelrod raised a hand and all three stopped. Do any of you feel that? Axelrod asked, his heart beating madly, the adrenaline surging through him. The other two acknowledged that they felt intense alarm. All three looked around a full 360 to find what was causing the nameless dread, a fear for their lives that was more intense than any they had ever felt. Axelrod raised his arm and motioned forward. All three swallowed and slowly began moving forward. Again, the fear escalated. The three were sweating profusely. Wait, Costigan whispered hoarsely, and his trembling hand pointed directly westward on the track. Fifty yards ahead of him, the ghostly outlines of three old homesteads were now in view, but Costigan was focused on something else. Directly ahead of the trio on the track, Costigan's night vision scope showed an oval area of blackness about eight feet tall, surrounded by the night scope's normal green colour. It was as if, Costigan said later, all light had been extinguished in that dark oval shape. Costigan felt the black structure was radiating a menacing presence. Neither Axelrod or Wilson could make out anything definitive in the gloom, but, as if in psychological agreement with what Costigan was seeing, they instinctively acknowledged that the source of their fear was 50 yards further down the track. At that point, all three felt close to their breaking point, each one convinced that continuing towards the dark oval shape would lead to certain death. Without a word, the three began to retrace their steps, as if guided by the same direct order. Slowly, as they walked back, the terror began to subside. As if on Rheostat, the further they retreated from the mysterious black oval shape on the track, the less fear they felt. After a hundred yards, the fear had left them. Silently, the three walked back to the command and control center trailer, located on the east end of the ranch, for the debriefing. Within a month of arriving back home in Virginia, 
a plethora of paranormal phenomena had suddenly erupted in Axelrod's home. For several years following his July 2009 and subsequent trips to the ranch, Axelrod's wife and teenage children were subjected to nightmarish dogmen appearing in their backyard. Orbs of blue, red, yellow and white routinely floating through the home and in the yard. Black shadow people standing over their beds when they awoke and to a relentless barrage of loud, unexplained footsteps walking up and down the stairs of their house. The Axelrod teenagers endured some very scary episodes in their bedrooms. Paul, the younger teenager, claims to have been attacked by blue and red orbs in his bedroom on the night of February 7th, 2011. So imagine Paul's shock when he was approached by one of his high school friends who told him that on the previous night, he had looked out his bedroom window and had witnessed a large, wolf-like creature standing outside his bedroom looking in at him. A few weeks later, another friend told Paul of seeing strange blue lights flying around his backyard. These revelations by the two friends came without prompting from Paul. In other words, they cannot be dismissed as me-too phenomena. The experiences by Paul's school friends suggests that the perception of bizarre creatures and blue orbs was transferable beyond the Axelrod home and out into the neighbourhood. During 2020 and 2021, everyone in the world became familiar with the jargon of coronavirus infectious disease modelling. After thousands of newspaper, TV and digital media reports detailed the first COVID-19 index cases in Washington State, Wuhan, California and New York, and all around the world. The concept of an index case for an infectious disease became familiar to everybody. Just as the Wuhan Institute of Virology or the wet markets in China may have been the source of the COVID-19 outbreak, could Skinwalker Ranch be the source of an infectious agent of some kind? Given every person's experience on the planet today of a pandemic scenario, what does it say about our reality and about ourselves? our electromagnetic field, when paranormal activity like this can spread out into a neighbourhood. How would our government respond to a spreading pandemic of paranormal activity? The experiences of Axelrod and others lead one to consider an infectious disease model to try to shed some light on the phenomena, as they bear a striking resemblance to the transmission of an infectious agent between individuals. The symptoms of the infection comprise the eruption of poltergeists and other paranormal events in the immediate environment of the newly infected individual. It's unlikely that these events could be explained as a series of improbable coincidences. Likewise, since the Axelrod children were very reticent in discussing these experiences outside their immediate family, the incidents with their school friends cannot be dismissed as peer mimicry. The Axelrod family also suffered health effects with the wife suffering flare-ups of systemic lupus and Raynaud's disease. Both Axelrod teenagers also endured intense flu-like symptoms at different times following anomalies in their home, the most serious medical symptoms occurring in the younger teenager. What was once a normal middle-class home in suburban Virginia became an inferno of unexplained phenomena and Axelrod and his family were certain that the trigger for this transformation was his first trip to Skinwalker Ranch. Axelrod and his family can be considered the poster children for the eruption of anomalies in the home following trips to Skinwalker Ranch. Though the Axelrods certainly weren't alone. More than 10 security officers who had spent two-week tours of duty on the ranch were interviewed as part of the ORSAP program. 
and each security officer confirmed that they had brought a paranormal infection from Skinwalker Ranch home with them. The officers confirmed that they or their partners had experienced poltergeist and other paranormal activity in their homes following their tours on the ranch. Susanna Ash, a Defence Intelligence Agency official who sat in the office cubicle at the DIA next to Jim Lekatsky, reported that on the night of February 6th, 2011, Eddie Ash, Susanna's brother, who previously had no experience whatsoever with anomalies, had an escalating series of close encounters with UFOs in rural Moxville, North Carolina, that continued for months afterwards. Eddie's quiet country home suddenly had large orange UFOs hovering outside at night. Aerial photos of his house were sent to his mobile phone from unknown numbers, and his pet dog once disappeared, though through multiple locked doors, while Eddie slept, only to be found in the morning whimpering outside. This feeling of bringing something home and the subsequent person-to-person transmissibility of paranormal phenomena, some of which can last for years, has been named the hitchhiker effect. In an April 2022 interview, Skinwalker Ranch research team member Dr. Jim Segala addressed the hitchhiker phenomenon. Over the past five years, it has been our experience that when people interact with the phenomena and do not treat the phenomena with respect, that's when we see a higher rate of the hitchhiker syndrome. Symptoms experienced by people range from acute neurological injuries to chronic blood disease. Those who have told us that they have brought home a souvenir often have some type of illness as well as the family members. The data, again, comes from years of tracking and collecting data from those who have come forward. But the hitchhiker effect is not unique to Skinwalker Ranch. The ORSAP research team found that even close encounters with UFOs in locations unrelated to Skinwalker Ranch produced a version of the Skinwalker effect. This was not always the case, but did occur especially when the experiences were followed and regularly interviewed by the ORSAP team over long periods of time. For example, biotechnologist Ron Becker and his daughter were traveling outside Bend, Oregon in May of 2005, when his daughter noticed three blue-colored objects moving randomly in a field close to the highway. The objects quickly flew towards the vehicle. One went in front, one went through the car, and flew across the dashboard, and the third entered Ron Becker's shoulder, maneuvered through his chest area, and exited his shoulder as his horrified daughter watched. Ron Becker subsequently came down with a constellation of medical symptoms. Becker's daughter, although shocked and disturbed by the incident, was not medically injured. When she returned to the home in Connecticut that she shared with her three college roommates, a paranormal frenzy seemed to erupt in the home with her friends waking up to find dark, shadowy, humanoid figures crouching over their beds and extensive poltergeist activity in the home, especially heavy footsteps stomping up and down the stairs at night. Becca or her college friends had never experienced any activity in that home prior to her close encounter with the blue orbs. One implication of the hitchhiker effect involves the perspective that human consciousness and the brain may act as a filter of human consciousness, as proposed by Aldous Huxley. Recent research emphasizes that psychedelics decrease brain activity while the individual paradoxically undergoes extremely intense perceptual activity. Studies show that in all cases of an individual ingesting a psychedelic, the physiological effect of the psychedelic is to reduce brain activity, particularly in the so-called default mode network, 
which is correlated with our ego or sense of individual identity. The phenomenological effect, on the other hand, is one of the richest and most intense experiences a human being can possibly have. If one's brain is effectively going to sleep during those experiences, where are the experiences coming from? Once the hitchhiker attaches to or infects a new victim, can it play a role in manipulating or inhibiting the normal mode of the brain and filtering out reality? In much the same way as psychedelics allegedly reduce the brain's screening capability. In a future research program, assuming a sufficiently large number of cases with adequate statistical power, researchers could test and measure the effects of a hitchhiker infection on victims. The Pentagon's secret ORSAP program pioneered an approach of investigating UFO performance and technical characteristics while simultaneously researching the effects of UFOs on humans and thus successfully creating a new innovative template for future US government UFO programs. Whether this template is capable of being utilized again remains to be seen. Axelrod was the index case who was first infected on Skinwalker Ranch and carried the infectious agent 2,000 miles home to Virginia with him. Within a few days or weeks, the agent had spread from Axelrod to his wife and both his teenage sons, and all three began experiencing a bewildering diversity of anomalies in their home. Within a few more weeks, the infectious agent had spread to the neighborhood and infected two teenage friends, probably at school, who lived within a couple miles of the Axelrod home. It should be noted that the symptoms of infection from Skinwalker Ranch are not respiratory distress or death, as with COVID-19, but rather profoundly altered perceptual environments. Paranormal activity, in other words. In standard infectious disease science, the basic reproduction number is a measure of how transmissible a disease is. It is the average number of people that a single infectious person will infect over the course of their infection. In the Axelrod outbreak, the basic reproduction number could be denoted as three. Therefore, any study of the transmission of the Skinwalker infectious entity would be very amenable to standard infectious disease modeling. The tools of infectious disease modeling are well established. It goes without saying that the number of people involved in these observations are too few to draw any firm conclusions. But the metaphor of an infectious disease could be a useful one for future research on the hitchhiker effect. This brings forth an entirely new aspect to the phenomenon, clearly showcasing that as we learn more about this topic, it only raises more questions. Questions about the very nature of reality, about ourselves and our biological makeup, from the physical to the non-physical. What does the phenomenon attach itself to exactly? Our electromagnetic bio-aura? Was Axelrod's consciousness infected by quantum entanglement to the phenomenon on the ranch, bringing it home with him? What does this say about encounters with UFOs when they present themselves as a symptom of infection? In my opinion, Skinwalker Ranch and associated phenomena flips the idea of little grey guys from the next star system upside down. But it also doesn't exclude them. It can be both and everything in between. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on the old... <laughs>